What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our online Sunday morning Water's Edge worship experience. Once again, like we tell you every week, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to share these online digital services with your friends and family, thank you so much for doing that. We hope it's very helpful and we have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, like we say every week, for those of you that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. It helps us love the community and feed the community and show up for people and help people and serve people. And it causes us to show people what God's love looks like. So once again, thank you so much for doing that. I remember a long, long time ago when my boy Jagger is just barely two years old. He wasn't even really talking much or even know what some of the words he was saying even meant. He's about to turn 13. I remember one night he woke up really, really late and he was crying and then he kind of he kind of wiped his tears away. I said, what's wrong, buddy? He goes, we're so tired, Dad, we need a vacation. He didn't need even know what a vacation was. You know, sometimes it's very difficult not to get overwhelmed in life and just want to escape. Today, we start a brand new series entitled Reunion. And during certain seasons of our life, I just want to say that it can feel like maybe we've lost some things about ourselves. Maybe you feel like this. Maybe it feels like you've lost some things about the core of who you are. You've lost some things about your love. You've lost some things about your identity. You've lost some things about your faith. And you've lost some things about your life. And so in this series, I want us to look at this question and notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. What could you rediscover in your life today that could give you hope? for tomorrow. And when we ask that question, this is what we mean today. And notice this, what are some parts of you that you feel like you've lost and they were the best parts of you and you would love to recapture those parts of you again as you go forward in life. That's what this series is about. It's about those certain times in our life when we absolutely need to look back. But when we look back, it's not to dwell all over again or look at the pain all over again or look at the past all over again or the mistakes, or the guilt, or the regret, or the heartache all over again. This is what it's meant sometimes to look back. It's to recapture sometimes those parts of us that we feel like what we've lost. And so that's what this series is about. And that's what we're going to look at over the last few, over the next few weeks. What are some parts of your life that you've lost that you wish you could get back? And so this should be very therapeutic and helpful for all of us. You know, sometimes in the text, we see that it's dangerous to look back because when we look back, it drags us backwards. It drags us backwards to the feelings again, to the memories again, to the mistakes again, to the guilt again, to the shame again, to the regret again, to I wish I would have done things different, it drags us back. But sometimes we also see that when we look back, it's good because God loves a good reunion. God loves when we have a good reunion in our life with the faith that we feel like we've lost before, with the compassion that slipped away, with the love that slipped away, with the power to believe that slipped away, with the confidence to overcome that slipped away, with that ability to forgive, and we feel like it slipped away. There are parts of us that we feel like we lost a long time ago, and sometimes it's good to look back because God loves a good reunion. In Luke chapter 15, we see that Jesus tells a story about a lost sheep and a shepherd. A shepherd has 100 sheep and one wanders away from the 99. And in this story, Jesus says that the shepherd becomes preoccupied, not with the 99 that are safe, but with the ones that's lost. And so he goes after the one that is lost. And when he finds the one that is lost, 
he brings it back to the other 99 and there's a reunion. And because of that reunion, there's a celebration. After that, Jesus tells another story in Luke chapter 15 about a lady who lost a coin. The coin fell somehow in the wrong direction. It got lost and she searched all over her apartment until she found that one lost coin. And then when she had that reunion, it says that there was a celebration with her neighbors. And then after that, Jesus tells a very familiar story about a father, an older brother, and a younger son. And the younger son wanted his inheritance. And Jesus goes on to tell some very similar things in this story, but he also talks about some other things, other things that I want us to notice. And so the first thing that we see in this story, number one, obviously, is that God loves a good reunion, but we also see something else. And so we pick up today in Luke chapter 15, starting in verse 12. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. Sometimes you have to understand that the temporary opportunities that we face right now can distract us from where we want our life ultimately to end up in the future. You want your life to ultimately end up in a good place in the future. You want your faith to end up in a good place. You want your marriages, your relationships, your family. You want your life to end up in a good place. But sometimes temporary opportunities can distract you from where you want your life to ultimately end up. I'm sure that he did not want to waste all of his inheritance on wild living in a distant land, but he gave in to the wrong opportunity and it distracted him from where he wanted his future to end up. We continue. About that time, his money ran out and a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding to the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. Notice what's going on in his soul right now. He has this massive regret over what he's left behind. Let me say that again. This is what's happening to his life, and in this story right now, the temporary distracted him from his future, and now he has this massive regret over what he left behind. We move on. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming and filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. This father loved his lost son. He wasn't angry with him. He wasn't mad at him. He was preoccupied with his lost son. And the moment he got the first glimpse of his lost son who did wrong was coming back home for a reunion. He ran to him, hugged him, kissed him. Notice what else. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to his servants, quickly bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger, sandals for his feet, and kill the calf that we've been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and is now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found, so the party began. Understand right here that when there's a reunion, there's a celebration. Jesus goes on to say that in 
in the same way. When there's someone in this life who feels like God's a million miles away from them and they feel like God is far away, that when there's that reunion, when we come back home to God, Jesus says there's a party in heaven among the angels. Okay, so the few things here that I'd like to point out. First, something very, very simple, and this is what it is. With God, no matter what, you can always come home no matter what. And this is what I mean by that. God is preoccupied with you. If you're at a place in your life, whether it's storms or circumstances or your own choices, and you feel like God is far away from you and you're far away from God, understand God's not upset with you. God's not mad at you. God's not angry with you. God's not frustrated with you. God is preoccupied with you. With you. He's preoccupied with loving you again, bringing you back home, giving you peace again, giving you hope again, giving you purpose again, giving you significance again. With God, he's a loving father, and no matter what, you can always come back home. Something else is that when you do come back home, there's a reunion. God doesn't chastise you. God doesn't get angry with you. God celebrates with you because he loves you. But let's understand how this all started in the first place. What started it was this somewhere along the way the sheep wandered off in the wrong direction somewhere along the way that coin somehow fell in the wrong direction and somewhere along the way the lost son decided to go in the wrong direction so because of that remember this today if you're still with me Sam, still with you what caused us to lose what we never wanted to lose in our life in the first place was simply going in the wrong direction and maybe you knew it at the time or maybe you were not really aware of it at the time but regardless what started this what started all of this going on was you going in the wrong direction. Parts of our love, parts of our dreams, parts of our identity that we lost. The reason why we feel like we've lost these parts of ourself was somewhere along the line. We simply just went in the wrong direction. And those parts that we desperately want to recapture in our life, we want to recapture those things. We want to love like we used to. We want to believe like we used to. We want to laugh like we used to. We want to hope and dream and overcome like we used to. We desire that reunion to recapture the core of who we are. And to do that, there's some things that we've left behind and there's some things that we never want to experience again. But to recapture those things, there are some things that we need to go back and recapture. There are other things that if you can experience those things again and see those things again and feel those things again and live those things again, there are some things that you can't ever feel again. There are some things that you cannot ever revisit again in your life, but there are other things that if you could simply, simply experience that again and feel that again and live that again, you know that it would make your heart and your faith that much stronger. Now, let me just share my heart with you today. If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. I want you and I to be able to live in the moment, and I want us to be able to fully embrace and experience the fullness of life and the fullness of our relationship with God, but here's the deal. You will never have time and space in your life to live in the moment and to fully experience the fullness of life and the fullness of the love of God and your relationship with God unless you have this. You will never be able to go back and recapture those parts of your life. You won't have time, energy, or space to recapture those lost parts of you that you desperately need again unless you have this one thing. And this is what it is. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. It's order. Now, 
When me and my family go on vacation, I don't like to have anything planned out. I don't want there to be any order whatsoever at all. I like to wake up at the crack of noon, no plans. Then we will decide where we're going to eat. After that, then we will decide what we're going to do. We just like to get up and just shoot from the hip. But I don't do that in my regular life. I only shoot from the hip on vacation because in this life, you can't just shoot from the hip. We can't just live every day this way because if you don't have order, then your pace and your busyness will decide for you in this life and it'll tear you down and exhaust you. If you don't have order with your schedule, if you don't have order with your family, if you don't have order with your finances, if you don't have order with your time with Jesus and your time with your spouse or the time with the people that you love and your friends, if you don't have order in your time for rest and on and on, then the pace of your life and your time and your energy and your intimacy with God and your dreams will absolutely at times push you to your limits. It'll push you to your tipping point. And so in my heart, this is what I want us all to have. I want us to all have time and space to slow down, to experience the fullness of life and the fullness of God's love. Living in the moment is not deciding as you go, but rather this, if you're still with me, Sam, still with you. Living in the moment is making space in your life through order so you have time to recognize and create these moments. Do you even have time? Do you even have time in your life to have moments right now with God? Do you even have time in your life to have moments right now with Jesus, with your friends, with your family, with your kids, with your parents, with your loved ones? And on and on, most of us don't even have time. My heart for us all is that we would have time and space to slow down and experience God and experience life. And so remember this today, in your life, you have limits. And in your life, you're gonna live your life at a certain pace. And so so if you want to experience the fullness of God and the fullness of life, understand that in your life you have limits and in your life you have a certain pace. And so if you want to experience what life is really about in God, we need this. Remember this, we need space. And this is what I mean. We need space to experience God. We need space to rest. We need space to experience life and hope and love and joy in between our pace and our limits. Let me say that again. We need space to experience life, love, and God in between our pace and our limits. So I want you to remember this today. I need space between my pace and between my tipping point between my limits. So chances are, we all know what our limits are today, and chances are many of us are pushing our pace towards our tipping point to the edge. And if that's you, if you're always on the edge of anxiety, lashing out, anger, fear, depression, fatigue, stress, then you need space because your pace is pushing you to your limits. And so because of that, you're losing things about yourself. You're losing things about your love. You're losing things about your faith. You're losing things about your kindness and about your compassion and about your empathy because your pace doesn't have space in between that and your limits. And your pace is always pushing you to the edge. Why do we need order today? Why do we need that? So you can have your life ordered in a way to prioritize the things that you've lost so you can get those things back. And so we have to learn how to declutter our life. Now, there's a few reasons why we have this clutter in our life. Things like sometimes we're just too lazy to sit down and figure out how to order our life. Or sometimes we just lack discipline. Or sometimes we're just restless. But one of the main reasons that we don't sit down and figure out how to order our life so we can have space in between the pace that life is 
pushing us to and our limits so we can experience God and the fullness of life is this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. It's fear. For so many people, it's fear, and this is what I mean. We have a tendency to push our lives and to clutter our lives with so much stuff because deep down, we're afraid that we're gonna miss out on something. We fear not having the nicest stuff. We fear not keeping up with our friends. We fear uh, missing out on something or our kids missing out on something. We fear missing out on the latest news, the latest gossip, the latest trends, the latest temptations, the latest opportunities, and so we pack our time and our our life, and our relationships, and our hearts with all this stuff because deep down we fear that our life is somehow not going to matter if we miss out on something. Let me say that again because deep down we fear that somehow our life is not going to matter if we miss out on this opportunity. And so remember this today. If you're still with me, Sam, so still with you. Our fear of not mattering in life has the potential to pull us away from what matters the most in this life. And what matters the most in your life right now? We have to order and space and we have to have time to experience Jesus. Is he important? Love, your relationships, moments, peace, joy. Are these things important to you? The book of Exodus gives us a detailed account of God leading the nation of Israel out of Egyptian slavery. But before that, they were slaves in Egypt making bricks for the Pharaoh all day long and then God sets them free. And as they're going throughout the wilderness on the way to the promised land, God gives Moses the 10 commandments to give to the nation of Israel. And these 10 commandments were meant to bring order to their chaotic life, order to their society, order to their relationship with others and order to their relationship with God. And in the Ten Commandments, God somehow thought that this idea of space and rest and order and time to recharge and to experience God and to worship and to experience love and joy and rest was so important that he literally put this in the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, verses 8 through 10. Remember and observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy or separated. You have six days each week for your ordinary work. But on the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and any foreigners living among you. The word Sabbath in the Hebrew simply means rest. God says, trust me. Don't live your life always pushing yourself to your limits. See, God knows that you will push your life to the tipping point, to the edge, to the limits, unless you have rest and unless you have order to make sure that you rest. You will lose things in your life that you don't want to lose unless you have order. So keep this in mind today if you're still with me. Sam's still with you. With God, you don't need to do everything that you possibly can do You just need to do what you're supposed to do with God. Let me ask you this to really help you understand. Would your kids say today that you're making time and space for them? Would your family say today that you're making time and space for them? Would your soul say today that you're making time and space for your soul? Would your God say today that you're making time and space for your God? You can make a lot of time for activities, spending money, social media, social events in your life, but chances are if you do, you're not going to have time to do what you're supposed to do. And the Bible gives us constant directions to not live in fear, like this one, 1 John 
4.18, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we're afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced this perfect love. God loves you so much. And if you do what God calls you to do, what you're supposed to do, you're not going to miss out on anything. But you will gain some things. You will gain back what you've lost. You will get your peace back. You will get your power to believe back. You will get your faith back. You will get your compassion back. You will get your love back. You will get your joy back and your dreams back if you do what you're supposed to do. So this week, if you need that reunion, if you feel like you've lost the core of who you are, take some time to order your life, your time, and your space so you can rest and experience the fullness of life and the fullness of God and get back what you've lost. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you all and we cannot wait to see you back next week.